This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hi, Swifties. I'm just kidding. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 107 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm Steve. And we are glad to be here chatting with you guys about Taylor again. We love doing it. We got a great episode planned for you guys. We're going to be talking about Taylor's song, Never Grow Up, to kind of honor the fact that she just had her 24th birthday. She's getting kind of kind of up there in age. Growing up. Oh, Taylor, never grow up. Mm. Did I? Shh. Just kidding. Anyway, so, so Steve, since I haven't done one in a while, I got a joke for you. Okay, fire away. What did Miley Cyrus eat on Thanksgiving? Mm, does this have something to do with twerking? I'm she had some twerky. Oh. oh. I was on the right track. I just couldn't figure it out. Come on. That was a good one, right? That, that was good. I'll go with that. All righty. Diane, what's been going on in the Taylor Road lately? Can you give us the news, please? Well, Adam, as you said earlier, Taylor Swift turned 24 years old on December 13th. Perhaps the greatest birthday present Taylor received was a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, she, Taylor. I know. That's Ooh. pretty exciting. She is nominated along with Jack Antonoff for Sweeter Than Fiction from the soundtrack for the movie One Chance. Sweet. And then one more thing. Although Taylor's friends and family certainly gave her gifts on her birthday, Taylor Swift perhaps gave the biggest gift of all. She donated $100,000 to the Nashville Symphony. Wow. That was generous. That is a That's lot That's music money. to their ears. I know, oh. right? <laughs> oh. That was clever, Steve. Was, wasn't that? I didn't that even have clever. to research. That was right off the cuff right there. Was it? You didn't have yeah. that prepared? I'm impressed. No, no. I wouldn't right. expect that of you, Steve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you for the news, Diane. Steve, what's coming up on the calendar? Okay, on January 8th, the 40th annual People's Choice Awards will be broadcasting live Wednesday, and that will be at... Uh, 9 p.m. on CBS. Taylor is nominated for Favorite Country Artist, and the voting's already closed for that, so hopefully she's going to win. Hopefully everyone got their votes in. The voting was uh, going crazy on social media, so I hope she gets the award. That'll be cool. So thanks for that, Steve. Now, as always, we have our Red Tour update from our good friend Sammy from T-Swift on Tour. Sammy, take it away, please. Hey guys, it's Sammy at SamIM1331 from T-Swift on Tour with your last weekly Red Tour wrap-up of the Australian and New Zealand leg of the Red Tour. On December 11th, Taylor was in Perth, Australia. The set list remained the same as all the other shows on this leg. The pit sang Happy Birthday to Taylor before me and she was quite surprised. On Thursday the 12th, Taylor went shopping in Melbourne with the band and then out to dinner at a Japanese restaurant with some of the band and Lord. Then, on her actual birthday, 13th, Taylor had a party at a rose garden in Melbourne with the band and the dancers and Lord. And then, that night, they all hung out and played pool. Then the next day on the 14th was Taylor's last show in Australia. Taylor played in front of a massive crowd of 47,000 people in Melbourne, Australia. The crowd again sang happy birthday to her. The band and dancers are now back in the U.S. and we imagine Taylor is on her way to have some well-deserved time off. We look forward to getting back to concert updating when Taylor hits the road again and starts the European tour on February 1st in London. That's your weekly Red Tour wrap-up. Bye, guys. You know, I'm going to really miss Sammy's updates until uh, Taylor takes off in Europe, huh? I know. She's going to be gone for, what, a month? Almost? More mm, than a month. Yeah, month something like that. 
What did she? She just told us too what the uh, when the Europe yeah, dates start. Um, February first in London. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Diane. Well, I try. <laughs> so guys remember as always to keep up to date on the red tour be sure to follow t swift on tour on twitter sammy and her team over there take care of us and keep us updated with some great taylor information t swift on tour now for our main discussion as i promised earlier we're gonna chat about never grow up it's a song that came off the speak now album and taylor wrote it when she first moved into her apartment and moved out of her parents house so what do you guys think of this song first off um, it's definitely different from all of her songs before. Uh, I, I don't know. It's very, it's very touching and it's very sweet and it makes me miss being a little kid. So I guess it kind of made its purpose with that. Steve, do you, do you remember what it's even like being a little kid? Oh, uh, ah, uh, well, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this but, a song you like though, Steve? I, I, I do like this song. I, I've seen the, uh. Well, heck, the the Walmart they had a Walmart commercial with it in. That's right. But really, it it should have been its own video. It is a really powerful song that I like to refer to a good bit. Well, we'll put you in the director's chair in a few minutes, Steve. Uh, but first, like, let's chat real quick. I I got an excerpt here of what Taylor had to say about the song. It's actually from her old website. You remember when it used to have uh, what the song was about on TaylorSwift.com back in the day? I do a remember long that, yes. time ago. Yeah, so I fortunately saved some of those. So let's see what Taylor has to say about the song. Never Grow Up is a song about the fact that I don't quite know how I feel about growing up. It's tricky. Growing up happens without you knowing it. Growing up is such a crazy concept because a lot of times when you were younger, you wish you were older. I look out into a crowd every night and I see lots of girls that are my age and going through exactly the same things I'm going through. Let me cut you off there, Taylor. I don't know if those girls are going through exactly what you're going through, but <laughs> it's a nice thought. More like emotionally, than, I know, than financially. Obviously, it was a it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I, I know that I Taylor Taylor things. at her core is like any of us. Yes. All right, let me continue with it. Finish it up, and then we'll, we'll chat more about it. I totally just lost my spot, though. Where was I? Okay, I found it. Every once in a while, I look down and I see a little girl who is seven or eight. And I wish I could tell her all of this. There she is becoming who she is going to be and forming her thoughts and dreams and opinions. I wrote this song for those little girls. That is so cute. Right? Yeah. Now, something I really like about this song, actually, is despite the fact that it's encouraging never grow up, you know, it's saying please never grow up, etc., etc., the song recognizes that becoming an adult is, in fact, inevitable, and it tells you to remember to cherish those memories instead and i think that's a really powerful message that taylor conveys is that you have to cherish those moments while they last because a lot of people that are in their younger years don't get it yet Mm -hmm. they don't realize it till later on does that make sense that makes absolute sense cool so the secret message i moved out in july uh pretty self-explanatory it's about when taylor moved into her apartment right Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Now, did you guys have that feeling? Actually, speaking of moving out, here's an interesting story for you, Steve. Diane already knows this one because it, it involves her. But this song and that concept is actually how Diane and I met in the first place. Yeah, back in the really? day. A couple years ago. Basically what happened, before Taylor Talk even started, before it even existed, 
I had the fan site taylorswift13.org, right? Mm -hmm. And from that Twitter account, I just tweeted something completely random. I'm like, does anybody else feel like Never Grow Up is a really special song? And Diane replied to that tweet, and that's actually how we met in the first place. Really? Yeah, it was this song. Yeah, she had just moved, uh, what, to your apartment at... Uh, at, at college. Yeah. yeah, way at college. So there's an interesting fun fact about this song for you, Steve. Hashtag Taylor Talk Facts. Taylor Talk Facts. The history. So basically the song is the reason Diane is here hosting right now. Mm-hmm. Diane, say something for us. Hi, guys. This song is really special. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just sounded really awkward there. Okay. You're right. But basically what I was getting at talking about the secret message and things like that is I love that this song is, in fact, autobiographical like so many of Taylor's songs are. But it's another one of those great songs that's an example of Taylor writing about a major life event. This isn't about next boyfriend. Right. And what's also interesting is there's no time frame on it. It applies to people of all ages. It does. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because people sometimes ask, like, oh, you're a guy in your 20s, Adam. Why do you like Taylor Swift? Like, you can't relate. That's She writes for teenage girls. And it's like, well, actually. And, you know, there are also f- fans in the Swifty community that are even older than those of us hosting the show right now. And I think the idea is is not that people of different ages can't relate to different or songs of Taylor's, but it's that they relate in a different way. Mm -hmm. Well, even Diane moving into college, that's one of the ways I was seeing this song is someone moving into college for the first time in in the dorm room and a whole new experience there being away from home, everything like that. Right. Did you have that experience, Steve? Well, Well, I did. I mean, I, went to college and I first time being out of the house and you're kind of on your own was it very emotional for you Steve when you had to plug your nightlight in by yourself <laughs> I did I did not have a night I, I, I never needed a nightlight ever I, I don't know if that's good or bad but well I Taylor plugs in her own nightlight now according to this song. no one else to do it for just right. Taylor no nobody can plug in her nightlight for it, isn't there like the clapper or something couldn't you just clap and it turns on or clap what, on clap off what Thank about the ones the that are based on light when it gets dark and it automatically turns on? Those are cool. I'm sure she has one of those. Yeah, like like set for a timer. Yeah. Oh, on a timer, yeah. Now, Steve, I promised that I would let you do this, and it's become one of my favorite segments on the show when we do uh, song analyses, okay. and that's the director's chair. How Ooh. would you, Steve, direct this had it been made into a music video? You know, the weird thing to me is before we, when I was researching what we needed to do for this episode, I almost felt like there was a version of Never Grow Up with Taylor in it. It must just be from my mind then, because I just saw her sitting in a lonely apartment there, sitting on her bed uh, and just singing this song and thinking little thought bubbles and that kind of stuff. So you're keeping it very simple? Very simple. Oh, that could be interesting. Okay. Did you have any more with that, Steve? Uh, that would be pretty much the the big question to me is Taylor thinking about her own youth, or is she actually thinking about somebody else that is going to be growing up? I think in this particular song, it started. It was inspired by her own youth, 
Because, mm-hmm. like I said in the secret lyric or secret message, sorry, it talks about moving out of her parents' house and into her own apartment, and that's what she explained in interviews as well. That this song is about when she moved into her own home. So I think it was inspired by a true story, but then obviously when it gets to some of those parts. You know, the beginning, for example, with, you know, your little hands wrapped around my finger and it's talking about that. And it says, I tuck you and turn your n- nightlight on. Taylor hasn't had children, so she hasn't experienced that yet. So I think what started as inspired by a true story kind of got into her starting to speculate about her life as an older adult. Yeah, but she could be um, around somebody that has a small child. And I know that I've dealt with that before. And it's just hilarious to see how the a little infant will wrap their hand around your finger and grip on. It's it's amazing. They're strong. Those they kids, are. I don't know where they get it from. Doesn't they Ed Sheeran on? use that visual in one of his songs too? That I'm not. He has Would a song. Would that be in? Oh, I think God. it's in Small Bump, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, that but was sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic now. Different. Did I answer your question though, Steve? You were yes. asking like, is this about Taylor or somebody else in the future? Mm-hmm. That was your question, right? Well, that was my question, and I think I think the video could be open to some interpretation on that. But yeah, I, I would have to agree with you in general. It's about some. Well, Taylor else. typically plays the main character in her videos, with the exception of everything has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane, I, I'm always fascinated by your directorial perspectives on Taylor's songs. Are you being serious or are you kidding right now? A little of both. Yeah, I figured he was. It's a hint of sarcasm with a touch of seriousness. <laughs> Probably like 99% sarcasm. But anyway, um, this is hard. I think maybe what I would do for this song is have it all be about her life as a child. Maybe at the beginning, her mom and Taylor in her crib or whatnot, and then you just see Taylor grow up throughout the years, and then at the end, it's like Taylor herself telling her younger self through the video what she wished that she would have known when she was younger. Kind of like a flashback Ooh, in a way. So what it could almost kind of be, what if it was uh, new footage mixed in with home movies? Yeah, like that would be... Because um, I believe she's done those types of videos before like with the oh gosh i think it was the best day where it was a lot of like home footage so Mm -hmm. if she could mix clips from that video in with this one i think it could be really cool it's fun it's funny even say some of that about being in the crib and all that stuff um I, i thought you were on youtube searching for never grow up because there is actually a video based on the sims which is funny because you tweeted something yesterday about the sims there's like a never grow up sims video of is it really <laughs> yeah there is it's pretty it's pretty I, good yeah they you have to see it do all sorts of cool stuff with that game like right. they make all sorts of videos but yeah i'll have to check it out that and we'll throw cool. it in the episode guide yeah <laughs> cool so adam what would what would you do for this oh video? now you're putting me in the director's chair i have actually a couple different uh ideas i mean my first impression was obviously a very literal perspective on it because this song is very visual so you could basically just take the story of the song put it on camera but that's not a very creative idea that's more or less basic right that's just what you see on the surface yeah but that wouldn't be a bad video like there's nothing wrong with those that just tell base the basic story like that still can be entertaining no you're right i'm sure it would still be a fantastic video but i'm just saying for the sake of the discussion right now it would be very interesting (laughs) 
Now, I think Diana would appreciate my idea, actually, because I was thinking it could almost be like like Titanic, the way that movie was told. Adam, you just, like, struck a heartstring. <laughs> I know, it's like your favorite movie ever. Yeah. Steve hates it, right? No, I like I like Titanic. Oh, do you? See, Steve's a good yes. man. My now, heart will so, go on. <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, because it, it just occurred to me, and strangely enough, as re- this song is very fitting for what just occurred to me is how old Titanic is. Because I remember it being in theaters and setting all these records and being a big deal. But that came out in 1997, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was six years old. Like, that's an old movie now, but that's off topic. Basically, for those who are not familiar with the movie, the way the story is told is from the perspective of a Titanic survivor who is old. And they kind of imply at the end she dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. The character dies. but Spoiler she's... alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but basically, the story is told from a survivor's perspective once she is in her old age and she's reminiscing on these different memories throughout her life, mainly the Titanic memories. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells her story. And so I thought that would be a cool angle for this. And it's something that I don't think Taylor has done in any of her videos where it could be Taylor and they could absolutely make her up to look like an old lady. And it would be like her reminiscing on different points in her life, showing different regrets, certain things she's proud of, and just different memories like that. Ooh. Very nice. I like it. Was that creative enough for you? That is really interesting. But I feel like for that video to be done well, it would have to be done maybe like 10 years from now when she's older so she has that space to reflect. No, because it would still tell the story of the song, which combines my first idea, which was you know the very literal storytelling. You take the lyrics and pretty much just put them on screen. And they could do the same thing, but to make it a little more interesting, have it from the perspective of an old version of Taylor reflecting back on her life. Okay. Hmm. I think that would be cool. I think it would be very cool. cool, Adam. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's dive into the lyrics a little bit here. Do you guys have any favorite lyrics you can pull out? There's so many in this song. Um, when I first heard this song actually for the first maybe like five times that I heard it I couldn't listen to it without crying because it's just I don't know it's very uh, it's just so sweet but um my favorite section I guess would be the bridge and then my favorite line is when she says um I just realized that everything I have is someday gonna be gone that's so poignant and just touching and Mm. I, I mean like there's that's that's something that we all fear, you know, like the the things that we love not being there anymore. Right. So it, it just kind of speaks to that. That is a line that jumps out a lot at me as well, because it's one of those things you don't think about on a daily basis. But when you do, it's kind of depressing. But then it also provides you with that feeling like maybe I should pay more attention to what's going on in my life and cherish what I have a little bit more rather than always being distracted and like, oh, I want to be rich and famous. I want this. I want that. You're like, wait a second. What do you have that you can be proud of? And what have you accomplished that you can be proud of? Because I think actually a lot of Swifties in the community, in fact, actually, I see tweets all the time from people being like, oh, Taylor's accomplishments make me feel so bad about myself. And it's like, well, maybe they shouldn't because, well, first she's one in seven billion. See what I did there? She's the only one in the world that's like her. Yeah, but anyway, 
Um, you got to remember, like, those are her accomplishments and everybody out there has their own. And that's one of those things. Like, I just realized everything I have someday is going to be gone. So what you have accomplished, you have to sort of take to heart and realize, like, be proud of it because you might not have that one day. Very true. Yeah, you're right. This whole conversation is, like, making me sad. Are you crying? You going to cry? No, no. I'm gonna not going to I'm not going to cry. I'm Steve Diane's crying. like that to me. Oh. I'm not going to cry. All right, Steve, what, what have you got for us? What line? Or lines? Well, the, the very first line there about uh, having the, the baby's hand wrapped around her fingers is real powerful and kind of sets the tone of the whole song from the perspective of such a little child. Uh, but probably the lines that were very interesting to me is, in a big city, they just dropped me off. It's much, so much colder than I thought it would be. And it's not referring to the temperature of her apartment, but the coldness of that she is alone. And I see what you're her. saying. I think that line gives me chills. Because we do know, factually, Taylor has a very tight-knit relationship with her family, and I'd imagine her home was very warm growing up. Obviously, I cannot confirm that for sure, because I don't know them. But mm-hmm. just, you know, from what you see about how Taylor's always spending time with her family, you know, and, and all the Swifty stories about getting to meet her parents at the concerts, you know her parents are always there for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't think of another celebrity like that whose parents support them still like that and are that involved in their lives. Right. I mean, can you guys? No. Mm -mm. Yeah, nobody comes to mind. So I see what you're getting at, Steve. She probably had a very warm home life growing up. And then she realized when that sort of lonely feeling like, wait a second, they're not here. The house is so quiet. Like, where is everybody? Right. And, And to the point that she thought that, hey, this is what I want. This is going to be great. And when she gets in there, it's like, well, this is maybe not what it, what it's all cracked up to be being on your own. Exactly. I, I see what you're saying with that, Steve. And that line does jump out at me as well. Is there any but, other lines that jump out at you, Adam? Yeah, actually, there are. That was a nice uh, transition there, Steve. Thank you, you like for that. that. <laughs> uh, mine is pretty close to where Diane's is. Diane's line actually is part of that verse that I wanted to highlight. And it was, take pictures in your mind for, of your childhood room. Memorize what it sounded like when your dad gets home. Remember the footsteps. Remember the words said and all your little brother's favorite songs. And then Diane's line that she chose, I just realized everything I have is someday going to be gone. And uh, it jumps out at me for a lot of same reasons, as Diane said, because obviously that line is like the big punch at the end of it. But it's sort of Taylor giving her worldly advice on, you know what, stick to these. And there's not really a whole lot more I can say about it because I think Diane hit on it. So maybe I should pick a different one. That was just my first impression. No, that was a good one, though. But the other one I'd say that jumps out at me is at 14, there's just so much you can't do and you can't wait to move out someday and call your own shots. Then it's got the part, don't make her drop you off around the block. Remember that she's getting older too, referring to your mom. And that's something you don't realize as a kid. Right. And it's something you probably should start to think about because your parents tend to be the people that are there and you know obviously there are unique situations but for the most part your parents are going to be there from the day you're born until the day they die right Mm -hmm. 
And so it's just one of those things. You sometimes tend to take them for granted. And I've re- even realized myself doing that from time to time because because they have been there since the day you're born, you can't picture a world without them until it actually happens. So it becomes very hard to almost not take them for granted. You really have to remember that they won't be there forever and you have to cherish the time you do have with them. Cherish every memory that you possibly can. That's exactly it. And, and that's why I think that line sinks in particularly well with me because, I, you know, it's one of those things I did also overlook until I heard that line in the song. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that you're going to be nicer to your parents now, Adam? Probably not. <laughs> well, well, Adam, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting that you brought that up because when we were looking over the, the document for what we we're going to talk about today, there was another song, which I feel is almost the complement to this song in the way uh, it's Trace Atkins, You're Gonna Miss This. And I don't know if oh, you guys are familiar yeah. with that or not. I'm actually not. Um, okay. Steve, um, I think that song is more told from like the like the um, the um, dad's perspective, right? Right, it's the parents' yeah. perspective of it, which I mm-hmm. think is rather cool. And it's, it's the same sentiments of growing up and such. It's... It's interesting because what the the child in the story, they can't wait to move out and get their own place and get their own life, which is the same sort of stuff with, with Taylor there where she got her own apartment and such. But the main thing that he talks about throughout the whole song is you're going to miss this, that you don't want to grow up too fast. That's a valid point, Steve. And while we're at it, there's actually even another song you, you made me think about. Okay. Cats in the Cradle. Ooh, old school. You don't know that one? It's going way back in time. Most people people listening probably don't know it. But again, it's just a very similar perspective where it's growing up. But that's a a father-son relationship where in Taylor's case, you know, it's definitely going to be more of a, you know, a daughter situation, daughter-mom. Right. Because that's what Taylor's familiar with. And that's part of the reason I like it because it is different than Trace Atkins and also um, Cats in the Cradle. But there is, you know, similar sentiment in Cats in the Cradle. Like there's a part, for example, where the son comes home from college and the dad wants to spend time with him. And the son's like, actually, I just really want to borrow the car keys. <laughs> oh, I do know what song you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I remember. And um, that actually, the reason I brought that up, one, because you reminded me, Stephen, two, because it ties back into my point with the line about at 14, there's so much you just can't do. And, you know, don't forget your mom's getting older, too, mm-hmm. because at the end of Cats in the Cradle is where the part is where the dad is now an old man and he just wants to have a few minutes of time with his son and his son's like my kids are sick i've got to do this for work i gotta i'm too busy for you dad Mm -hmm. um and it's very similar to that line that's why i brought it up otherwise it'd be irrelevant completely but it's really not it's very very similar we're gonna have all sorts of great things in this uh document (laughs) i know lots of lots of songs lots of videos yeah and i really hope that everybody listening out there if you've got something to say about this song definitely let us know something interesting i always forget to mention too you know i always tell everybody listening that to view the show notes you can go to taylortalk.org slash episode blank in this case it's taylortalk.org slash episode 107 and something i always forget is that on those pages there is a comment thread where you can actually leave comments on the episode. Oh. I always, always, always forget to mention that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you should remember. <laughs> well, we've got so many methods of contact, I can't remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I really do hope we get some feedback on this because I think this song is one of Taylor's very unique songs where it can relate to people of any generation from a different perspective. And being at the point in our lives that we are at is different than someone who is a teenager, is different than somebody who is a parent, is different than somebody who is a grandparent. And I know we have people from every generation listening right now. Mm -hmm. So if you have anything to say about this song at all, seriously, please uh, share it with us. Right, Steve? Absolutely. And why is this not a music video? This would have been a great song for a music video. It it would have been, but it's definitely, I think, one of Taylor's most underrated songs. It just doesn't get talked about a lot. No. But we're talking about it. it. (laughs) Well, we talk about every Taylor song. Well, that's true, too. We are the ultimate fans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really hope we did this song justice for uh, Taylor's birthday here because that's kind of what we were getting at is Taylor is, in fact, getting older and there's a lot of talk in the community oh i miss 16 year old taylor with her sundresses and cowgirl boots and then there's some people that are like oh my god i love the current taylor with her straight hair and she's uh you know her tough the hip taylor thing I, I, what, I don't what do you know. mean hip taylor she's like hip and cool oh oh hip like like cool i thought you meant hips like you're talking about her body okay. no 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 <laughs> And then likewise, there's going to be in the next, you know, five to ten years, there's probably going to be another Taylor. There's going to be like Mama Taylor or something. Mama Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I just really like this song for that purpose because you can kind of grow with it. So (laughs) hope you guys all enjoyed that discussion. But we've got some mini segments to share with you. And Steve's going to give us our very first one. I want to jump back one last little tidbit. And okay, Steve's not giving us our first mini segment <laughs> submission. Okay. Steve's I will give it to talking. you in a moment. Uh, no, but uh, one of the things, it was the secret song on the Red Tour in Washington, D.C. Were you at that show, I Steve? was at that show, but that wasn't the reason I was bringing this up. I'm bringing it up because it was Mother's Day when she performed that. Aww. Oh. So... Interesting. Last little thing there. Sorry to get sidetracked, but... No, that's a fun tidbit. (laughs) That is a fun fact, actually. Because, well, I think on Mother's Day on Speak Now Tour, she probably did the best day, right? I would say. I I could be making that that up, but I don't think so. That that sounds like a valid guess. (laughs) We'll go with that. Yeah. We'll just just pretend we're right, but in case we're not, I'm throwing this disclaimer on it that I might be wrong about that. (laughs) I'm so sure I'm, you'll be corrected if you're wrong, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'll be corrected. I always get corrected when I'm wrong about something. So now Steve is going to give us our first mini-segment submission here. Okay, the first one came from Android on Twitter, and it's, you know you're Swifty when you turn 18 today and feel somewhat sad because there's still four more years until you can sing 22 with pride. Uh, well, if there's anything we learned about this song, cherish your 18th. Yeah. Don't don't try and get ahead to 22 cuz you will get there. That was actually a very relevant submission to our discussion <laughs> that, today. That was more relevant than we probably thought it was going to be. <laughs> probably. Next one, Lena emailed us and said, "You know you're a Swifty when you actually like Mondays because a new episode of Taylor Talk comes out." Sweet. Yay. Yay. We hope you're listening today, Lena, Monday. What's today's date? I don't even know. Monday the 16th. The next one comes from at Swift Agency 13 on Twitter, and she says, You know you're Swifty when your dad always picks the number 13 on the Powerball lotteries because of Taylor. Aww. Well, well he uh, should win then. Right. Exactly. I know. He should win. 
And if he does happen to win Powerball and wants to become a Taylor Talk sponsor, that'd be fantastic too. <laughs> uh, also, the numbers 15 and 22 are also good choices to go along with that if they Ooh. need to choose more numbers. <laughs> and, and seven, because that's my lucky number. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with Taylor. Yes. I host Taylor Talk, therefore it has to do with Taylor. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, next one. Mariah emailed us. You know you're Swifty when your friend says, Calm down. It's not even your birthday when you're talking about Taylor's birthday. <laughs> That's Aww. funny. People were excited about they, Taylor's they birthday. Were. It's an exciting day of the year. It only comes once a year, so you got to be excited about it. Party! Yay. Okay, and the next one comes from uh, Five Seconds of Swift from Twitter. And it's, uh, you know you're a Swifty when your mom knows it's Taylor's birthday, so she wakes you up by singing happy birthday to her. That's funny. That's, that's great. That's a great mom. I want to know if it was as good as my rendition of Happy Birthday to Taylor on episode 106. Uh, I hope is, it was better. Yeah. <laughs> that was rude. I thought I did good. Well, maybe you did good, but I'm sure her mother probably could sing it better. That's all. Fine, Steve. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Anyway, next one is Sophie, who emailed us and said, you know you're a Swifty when you, can get, you can't get a Taylor song. Wait. You can get a Taylor song stuck in your head just by listening to the song analysis on Taylor Talk. I like ah. that. That means we did our job. Yay. So, I, it, Sophie, are you, like, singing in your head right now? Please try to never grow up. She probably is now. Right now. I know, right? If she wasn't right this before. Second. Right now. <laughs> the next one comes from Emily via email, and she says, You know you're a Swifty when you dress up all Swifty in honor of Taylor's birthday and bring in cookies to your class in honor of her birthday. Wow. Wow. I love how many birthday submissions there are for Taylor. It's like her birthday is never ending. <laughs> like, she gets sing- sung to at her concerts. I sang to her on the last episode. We have all these people submitting on this episode. It's like a festival. It's, not it's like a, a week-long event here. 13 days of Taylor, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> And the last one comes from Yesenia, who uh, left us a message on Facebook saying, You know you're a Swifty when you're watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show, crossing your fingers that Taylor doesn't fall, even if she doesn't. What does this say? Even if she doesn't, lots of models have slipped or tripped. Very true. That's true. That is dangerous. And it's really hard to walk the way that they walk. I'm not quite sure what to call it, but that model walk is tough so yeah girls have uh, fallen before well taylor didn't no and taylor's a self-admitted uh clumsy person she probably practiced yeah practiced walking practice makes perfect you gotta practice if you want to walk if you want to walk the walk you have to talk the talk (laughs) so thank you to everyone who sent that in we got one last segment for you what are swifties listening to we got an email and Oh my goodness, I forgot to write down whose email this is. Shame on me. I'm going to credit you on the next episode when I figure it out. Wow. I am. I am. I'm sorry. But they said, I have a What Are Swifties listening to? Swifties are listening to On Top of the World by Imagine Dragons. OMG, it's such a great song. Every time I listen to it, it makes me so happy. Makes me feel like I'm on top of the world. It's a great song to start your day with. It just makes you want to have a really good day, if that makes sense. I'm sorry for this long email, but I'm obsessed with it. She's right, though. Um, I've heard that song on the radio before, and it's awesome. So I definitely should buy it after reading her passion for this song. 
Well, OMG, I just wanted it's to... such a great album. The whole album is amazing. Well, I just wanted to pick this one because Imagine Dragons. I got some hometown pride because they're Vegas boys, just like oh. me. So I thought that was kind of a neat reason. So thank you for sending that in. I'm so sorry I forgot to write down who sent this. I need to go back into the email, and I will put it in our notes for next week to thank you again for it. But go listen to On Top of the World by Imagine Dragons. And while you're at it, submit to any of our mini segments or just give us general feedback on our discussion or anything else you want to tell us. There's various ways you can contact us. You can email us to taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, or Taylor Connect us, all to TaylorTalk13. You can leave us a question on our Ask FM account. We have our midweek episode coming up in just a few days. You can ask us a question on there, ask.fm slash TaylorTalk13, and it might get answered on that midweek episode. And, of course, U.S. and Canada listeners, you guys can either text us or leave us a voicemail to area code 240-31-SWIFT. And everybody else in the world can leave us a voicemail directly on taylortalk.org. And just a quick reminder, I do want to remind everyone, I do this periodically, that the voicemails and text messages reach us, the Taylor Talk team, not Taylor herself. Because while I was looking for voicemails this episode, I came across about five or six that start, Oh my gosh, Taylor, I can't believe I'm leaving you a voicemail. Taylor, I love you so much. Uh, so which, which is nice, but we're not the right people to receive those messages. Yeah, I do just want to reiterate, the, the, those are coming to us, not to Taylor herself. So just keep that in mind when you're leaving us a voicemail or a text message. So for episode 107... Wait, you forgot one method of contact. I forgot one? Yeah, remember that thing we talked about earlier in the show that you always forget about? Yeah, the one I always forget about, guys... For all the show notes on this episode, visit taylortalk.org slash episode 107, and there's a comment thread down at the bottom of that page where you can leave comments. Yay! Thank you, Diane, for reminding me. You're welcome. It's my job. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for episode 107 of Taylor Talk. Thank you, guys, for those of you who sat through and listened to us. Again, leave us feedback if you want. But for now, it's time to bid you adieu for episode 107. This has been Adam. Diane. And Steve. Saying have a great day, guys. We'll see you on our midweek episode in just a few days. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care and never grow up. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.